Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Clean Green and Marine podcast. I am your host, Kira, and I am joined by my wonderful co-host, Anthony. I'm here. Are you though? I'm here. I'm (laughs) present in the present day. Your body's here. I don't know about your brain. I'm not the past tense. I'm not future tense. I am present tense. I'm really excited about this episode because, well, it was my idea. We go back and forth with who picks the topics, and it's just something that I love. We're going to be talking about some of the cutest animals in the world. And when I was trying to find some of the cutest animals or figure out which animals I wanted to pick, I had a really, really, really hard time to choose. So these aren't the most, these aren't the cutest animals. These are just some of the cutest animals because there's a lot more. And I think every animal is cute, even ugly animals. I think they're cute. I don't know an animal that I don't think is cute. So I actually do think bugs are cute. All of them? I don't know. There might be some that I don't think are cute, but I, I can't think of one. Because like it's if you zoom into a bug, like you've seen close-ups of bugs, like even little flies, like I think they have little faces, like they're cute. What about bacteria? Mitochondria be moving and smoothing. It's not an animal, so I don't, I don't really have feelings about bacteria. So um, I shall go first. The cute animal extravaganza. Let the cute games begin. We're going to post, well, at least we're going to post these photos on Instagram so you can look at them or search them while you are listening because, well, part of it is them being cute and you can't really see them. While we're talking about them, we're going to try to describe them, but I highly recommend to pull up pictures of them. We'll describe them to our best ability so you can listen. We will try, but you'll probably want to look them up anyway because you won't really get the full picture of it. So the first one, it's called the Chevrotain. And it's also known as a mouse deer. Yes, a mouse deer. It looks like a mouse and a deer. It's really strange strange looking or it's adorable of course it's adorable it's like like baby bambi chibi bambi but it yeah so i'm going to explain what it looks like but they're found in um, warmer parts of southeast asia and india and parts of africa they are one of the smallest living hoofed animals and they have um, many different species so depending upon on the species they can weigh anywhere from four to 33 pounds the smallest species is the lesser melee, it's called, but no species gets bigger than a small dog. They're typically shy, solitary, and they're active at night, and they're vegetarians. I would say maybe the average from what I found as far as their size is 12 inches tall. 
up to their shoulder. So it, it's like a foot long and it looks like a deer. So it's really interesting to see it. They walk on their hoof tips and they have slender legs like a deer. Their fur is reddish brown with white spots and stripes, a paler color or white, and their underside is pale. The males have small curved tusks protruding downward out of the mouth from the upper jaw. And they have a round bunny-like body and a face like a mouse. Yes, it is that cute. There's 10 known species. Around the world, there's one called the silver-backed mouse deer, one of the most elusive. And it was the last recorded sighting of this creature was in 1990, and it was thought to be extinct. But then they did find a small group um, more recently in southern Vietnam. So something kind of funny that, not funny, but something that they do is as a defense mechanism, they can actually, they hide underwater. They have videos of this. They run into bodies of water and they can actually stay underwater up to four minutes and hold their breath under there and get rid of predators. So that was interesting. So I don't think I've ever seen or heard this animal before finding it. It's it's very strange. When I first saw it, I thought it was fake. I didn't think it was a real animal, but it is. It is a real animal. Definitely don't have them in the United States, but they're super cute. They are pretty cute. They look like little baby deers. They do, but their their face does look like more like a mouse than a deer. They look like a hybrid animal. Yeah. But apparently they've been around for like millions of years, a very long time. They're so cool. Mm. Well, have you heard of a sand cat before? No. Yeah, the cutest little guy I have ever seen. They have Y'all. sandy colored fur to blend in with the surroundings, and they have the, the, the smushed, most smushed in little kitten faces. The adults look like kittens forever. Yeah. And they're very small. They get to like 15 inches w- tall and wide, mm-hmm. a little bit more than a foot. So mm-hmm. they're like little kittens all the time. They're just adorable. They have stubby little legs. They inhabit only sandy and stony deserts. So they mm-hmm. live only in the desert. They're smaller than the average cat. They are in the feline family, so they're not like a different species. They look like a cat. Yeah. Like a wild cat. They're just very tiny. And like they are domesticated in the regions that they live in. So I could see that. They're from North African and West Asian deserts. So people do have them as pets. And it is capable of killing and consuming venomous snakes. That's a fun fact about them. They are oh. not afraid of snakes. And other than that, not much is known about the behavior of these cats other than like the breeding and like typical cat features because there's just not been many studies conducted to assess their relation to more domesticated cats. The reason for this is not known, I believe, as many others do as well. That it's just scientists don't want to go in the deserts for extended periods of time to research them. Scientists are like, I would rather be somewhere else to spend a few months in the uh, desert, like <laughs> looking at a family of sand cats. So, yeah, the good thing is also is they are of least concern, so they're not endangered. They're just living it up in the desert, their best lives as little sand cats. Hmm. And I just think their pudgy little faces are so adorable. Like, to me, I think they're more adorable than domesticated breeds of, of cat mm-hmm. 
They just have the pudgiest, cutest little faces, and they're so tiny. I think it's the tiny factor that makes them cute. Yeah, they're that's like how some of my animals are too. They're like, like the just so deer. tiny, it makes them cute. Yeah. My next animal is the raccoon dog. This uh, animal is absolutely adorable, and it looks just like you would think. They are native to East Asia. They are not related to raccoons. It is a close relative to foxes rather than a domestic dog. Their winter fur is long and thick and coarse, and it helps them stay warm. And it's usually like an earthy brown or brownish gray color with black. And the tail is darker than the torso. There's a dark stripe on the back. Um, on its shoulders, forming a cross shape, and the abdomen is yellowish brown, while the chest is dark brown or blackish. And the muzzle is covered in short hair, which increases the length and quantity behind its eyes. The cheeks are coated with long, whisker like hairs. And in the summer, uh, its fur, I guess, changes to a bit brighter and reddish color. There have been some sightings of rare white raccoon dogs in Japan and China. So its Latin name translates to the night wanderer. So fun fact, which I guess maybe this is similar to the cat, but it can eat toxic frogs. Those darn cane toads. So they have the ability to produce like a lot of saliva to dilute the toxins. That's very interesting. Hmm. They typically live in forest farmlands and urban areas, and they're often found near water and prefer meadows, shores, and rivers, lakes, and other habitats with abundant undergrowth. They love to live in that undergrowth. But they do straight up look like a raccoon dog, but they're a fox. Their coloring definitely looks like a raccoon, and then the way that their body is shaped, it definitely looks like a dog. Like a Pomeranian or something. Yeah, like it has a lot of fur. Yeah, if I, if I saw someone walking around with that, I would think that they just like dyed their dog like a raccoon. Like that's what <laughs> I would think. <laughs> Super cute. Raccoon dog. All right. Are you going to keep that in? Yeah. Okay. I yawned. My next animal is a quoll. A what? A quoll. Okay. They are cute and small carnivorous marsupials. Yeah, oh, I said no. that right. They're carnivorous and they're marsupials. Okay. So let me get... The facts straight here. They have the physical characteristics of a rat or a possum species and spots in many different coloring patterns. The spots are very random, and it's been said that not, not more than two colt have the same spot pattern. With that being said, they look like rats and opossums, but they're actually marsupials, which is just bizarre. Like, I would have never guessed that. If you showed me a picture of this and said, what species or genus is this, I would have been like, that's a rat. They're native to Australia, because Australia has all the cool-named animals. They eat small mammals, birds, and reptiles. They are not afraid to run after a little lizard or catch a bird. Like our dog friends in Florida, this is real sad, they're actually threatened by toxic cane toad species. So you were just talking about the raccoon dog being able to eat mm -hmm. poisonous frogs. These creatures can't. They're very threatened mm. by cane toads. Do they try to eat them? I don't know if they're as dumb as dogs. Uh, I can't Aww. speak on behalf of that. But yeah, no, like, so in Florida, if anyone who's listening from anywhere else, there are invasive cane toads, and 
they were brought in from I don't even know if they're even native to Australia where cane toads are are originally from, but uh, they do secrete a toxin out of their glands, and it is poisonous to cats and dogs if they ingest them. Uh, so yeah, these are threatened by them as well. So efforts of exterminating and removing the cane toads have begun, and uh, also coals have had a crazy naming journey throughout the years. They've not always been known as the coal. And no one really knew how to properly classify them until recent years. So, funnily enough, like the first initi- like the first signs of like these creatures were known as polecats or martins hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ago. They were named polecats, and then they started to move over to the spotted tail or the spotted martin. And then once we got to around the 1800s, the names for these things changed to tiger fox or tiger cat. I don't know where they get cats from these things, but supposedly early settlers to Australia, and this is going to be a convention that happens later in the episode too for some reason, early Australian settlers from, you know, London, like Britain and Spain thought that everything was a cat. Like <laughs> they even thought that kangaroos were a species of cat. <laughs> so they weren't the brightest. Um, and then finally, after the 1800s, they finally got the classification under marsupial and the name coal. Hmm. But I just think they're cute little like guys. They're cute. They're like I think their polka dots are what makes them the cutest. Right. They have the cute little like cow polka dots. I found some black body. ones. Right. And they're really cute with the polka dots. They're so cute. Look at this one. Yeah, he's a cute little guy. He's got a little pink nose. Mm-hmm. Interesting name, but very cute animal. I love it. Mm-hmm. My next animal is the flapjack octopus. Is that a pancake? Look at it. It has little ears. Looks like a Dumbo octopus. So this is this is a Dumbo octopus because there's many different types of Dumbo octopuses, and this is one of them. Mm. It has um, it's usually darkest orange red in color. This octopus they have fins above their eyes, so it looks like they have little ears. They have eight jointed legs. I'm sorry, do they, do they call leg, okay. Arms. They have eight arms. Tentacles, <laughs> appendages, <laughs> And they can be affixed collectively in an umbrella form. Um, they have a gelatinous body which spreads right into a parachute form while maneuvering through the water. They can flatten down at any time like a pancake, <laughs> like a flapjack. Which is why, obviously, they were given that name. And I, yeah, I mentioned that they had the fins on their, um, their like top. I mean, they look like ears. Um, Imagine like <laughs> they're being threatened by a fish, and then they just turn into like a little flat pancake. Pancake, and they're hiding, and the other fish is like, ah, "Where'd that other guy go? All I see is this pancake here." <laughs> <laughs> and they have a row of suckers on each arm. The maximum flapjack octopus size is 7.9 inches or 20 20 centimeters in length. They're little. Yeah, they're pretty little. And they're found in the deep seas of Monterey Bay. When I read this, I thought about the Monterey Bay monster, remember? Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if they ever encountered the Monterey Bay monster from our last episode. Bering Sea. They're best friends. (laughs) And the coast of central Honshu. Mm. So yeah, I, I mentioned this, but they, they said to look like lumpy pancakes when they're 
And when they're resting, that's what they look like. So they look very different at rest and when they're moving. Around. But they're really, really cute. Yeah, they are. They are cute. I think that whole genus family is like really cute. It's their little eyes and like their ears. They look like little friends. Little friends. Yeah. Well, Polyp is based off of a sea emotional. Or, I mean, sorry. Polyp <laughs> is based off of a Dumbo octopus. I gave her the little ears too. They're very cute. Yeah. Super cute. I love them. Well, my next one is just as cute as that. It is oh. called a sea angel. Oh. Sea angels are swimmy snails. Oh. oh. Yeah, they're just snails without shells. Aquatic ocean dwelling snails. This was your cutest animal? I think they're adorable. <laughs> I think they're absolutely adorable. And the more that I'm going to talk about them, the more that you'll see how adorable okay. they are. Okay. So snails have a muscular foot that drags them across land and shells to protect them from predators on land. You know, across the, you know, and anyway, so sea angels didn't need the shells in the ocean and they didn't need the muscular foot either. So they actually traded the shell and the muscular foot for thin wings which is an adorable name for wings that are on, on the side of it. And they're able to propel their little bodies through the sea with their little wings. Aww. And they're completely harmless, adorable creatures. I just want to hug them and hold their little wings. And they sometimes <laughs> go by the name of sea butterfly because of the way they flap. What else? Oh, yeah, and just to give you a relation of, like, how small they are and how fast they travel through the water, they consistently flap their little wings at one to three hertz. Is not fast at all, because that gives them a whopping speed of up to a hundred millimeters per second. A <laughs> hundred millimeters. So roughly about point a tenth of a mile per hour. And I just honestly like they're the most adorable little guys ever. They feed off of like photoplankton and like little things like that, and they just. They just swim along and mind their own business, and they get taken up by the sea, sea currents. Um, I guess another name for them is Cleones, because that's their, their scientific name. But I don't like calling them that. It doesn't sound as cute as sea angel or sea butterfly. And they got these little antennas, so like the things that snails have, the stalks. So they've traded their stalks in, and they, get, and they have these like little like ear horn things. Overall, they're just really cute. Yeah, super cute. You don't think so? No. <laughs> They're cute. I mean, yeah. They look like little sea bugs, and I just they, they just flap their <laughs> little wings. Look up a YouTube video of a sea angel swimming, and you'll you'll understand okay. how how cute they are. Okay, they are cute. Yeah. Look at those little swimmers. They're cute. They do look like angels too cuz they're mm -hmm. like translucent. Yeah. My next one is the gorgon I'm sorry. My next one is Gorgonian pygmy seahorse. It is the world's smallest seahorse species. Oh, wow. All seahorses are absolutely adorable to me. I had to choose one. I can talk about it a little bit more, but they're all like something about like they look like little horses, little tails. Like, oh, they're so cute. I love seahorses. So many of the pygmy seahorses range to about point. Five to mm. one inches. Mm, small little guys. 
they're, they're so tiny and they have a single gill opening instead of multiple gill openings located on the back of their head. They have a pouch, not on their bellies, but instead on their trunk, which means they have a... These fish are normally pink or white. They can also change colors to camouflage and hide their, their babies. They eat small crustaceans and small shrimp-like creatures who also live on the corals. They suck their prey in with their tubular mouth openings, like a vacuum cleaner. My question is, how is their crustacean smaller than half an inch? <laughs> Do they not have like little shrimp that are like They must tiny? have little tiny, like tiny little crustaceans that are like... I'm sure there are. A millimeter. Little baby crabs or something, I don't know. They have to eat very often and frequently because they lose a lot of energy keeping up with the ocean currents. Oh. They're often found in a place called Lord Howe Island, Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea. Papua New Guinea. And they're usually found 50 to 150 feet or 15 to 40 meters deep in the water. I mean, they're, they're mostly cute because, well, one, they're a seahorse, and two, they're absolutely tiny. But they have a very unique look to them. That's very interesting, yeah. Yeah, they're adorable. They're, they're, often, also... like, they're often not seen because, like, you know, if you had one next to you in the ocean, you probably wouldn't even notice it. Because they're so tiny. They're so tiny. That's all. My next guy, just like the coal, is a quokka. Quokka, quokka. So, yeah, you know, these Australians and their naming, um, they just, you know, like, the, when in doubt, go with the Q. When in doubt, name it Q. They're a small macropod. And macropod, what is that, you ask? Well, it's just a marsupial. So, like, kangaroos and wallabies and quoll, they're just a marsupial. They look like a mixture of a kangaroo and... You know what they look like is they look like a fake like mascot that was made for a theme park. I mean, yeah, I guess they could be. <laughs> uh, so they usually smile a lot. They do smile a lot. It, I, don't, I don't know if they're actually smiling, but their demeanor, they're smiling. They're just really happy little guys. Um, they are vulnerable due to habitat loss and forest fires, which is really sad. And again, like I mentioned earlier, in the 1600s, they were first discovered and thought of to be giant rats or a species of bunny. Some even wrote records of it being a cat. <laughs> I don't know where they get cat from a kuaka. So let me describe this thing for you. It is like a bunny met a, like, I guess groundhog. And that's what they look like. And they're very cute and small. And they're always smiling which is i think why i found it adorable because they're constantly smiling um so even though this is the best thing i found about them so look up well look this up what i'm about to say so even though they're very small the joey because they're a marsupial they have a joey and he lives or she in the mother's pouch and you have to, i urge you to look that up you have to look up like kuaka joey in pouch or something like that because it's adorable okay they're only the size of a cat. Look at that. It is so mm -hmm. cute. It's like 
imagine a kangaroo, like how big it is, but then imagine something the size of like a small cat and it having like a little baby in its pouch. <laughs> it's just, he's just peeking out, like mm-hmm. just so cute. He's like, oh, hello there, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here, hi. It's adorable. Mm-hmm. It is adorable. Marsupials are great. That's all I have on the kawaka. I, there's so much I could talk about, but. All right, my next one is, I feel like not, it's, it's something that is just my opinion, and it is very cute, but it's also very basic. Sorry. Oh, no. How could you do a basic animal? Because it was so cute that I just couldn't help myself to talk about this animal. I was trying to find unique animals that are cute. But this animal, I just like couldn't pass it up. And and it's the emperor penguin, but it's specifically the the babies. And wow, how did we have both like the same last one? That's what you had. No, no, I'll I'll keep going. I'll just I'll just <clears throat> talk about it later. That's crazy. And I will say that I think every animal. Like, baby is absolutely adorable. So, again, it was really hard to choose. But Mm. this thing is just, like, a cute, tiny, fluff penguin. And it's so cute. See, I don't think emperor penguins look that cute. But I've never seen a baby. Yeah, look at the babies. They're just, like, a little fluff. Oh, yeah, they're really cute. They look like little stuffed animals. Their little fluff is just, they're so adorable. Yeah. We really did pick similar, like, last... Last one. But I'll be talking more about the penguins in general. They have a white stomach and their head, back, tail, and wings are black. They also have yellowy gold markings on the side of their head and neck. They are the largest of all the different kinds of penguins. On average, they are 3.5 feet or 11, or I'm sorry, 115 centimeters tall. They are expert divers. And they are known to be the deepest diving birds known. Mm. They're capable of diving up to 1,850 feet below the surface and stay down there for every 20 minutes. The longest record they have seen is 28 minutes long. They have specially adapted hemoglobin. They're able to shut down their organs to allow them to function at low oxygen levels. So that's how they're able to stay down there. They also have solid rather than air-filled bones, which allows them to withstand high pressures up to 40 times the surface. So that's why they're able to go down so deep. It's cool. It's interesting how, like, animals know this. It's, like, instinct for them to just do it. They're not like, hey, do you think it's safe if I go all the way down there? Like, I don't know. Let's try it out. Like, they just know what they can do. Yeah, you know your body. Do you? Yeah, I mean, like, they talk to each other in their own language. So, like, hey, Jim, did you know you can dive, like, 2,000 feet? Oh, wow, George, I didn't know. Let me try it. And he does it, and he's good. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, this was also uh, cool, but they live in massive groups. They're called colonies, and each colony can be made up of 5,000 or more penguins at a time. So they just love to be in a large group. And they found one at Coleman Island. Uh, There was a colony known of 25,000 emperor penguins. So they're just like large and in charge. But I do think the adults are, they're definitely cute and beautiful. But the babies are absolutely little fluff cuteness. 
but like penguins are just all penguins are cute to me the way they walk the way they slide and just their little bodies and i also wanted to do like rabbits and like every animal is cute i just i like, can't <laughs> choose and do another episode i thought of doing like the fluffiest animals mm, that could be one i already have one oh. the lion head bunny i don't know what that is. it's a fluffer mm. it's a fluffy fluff fluff Mine fluff fluff bunny is okay a sorry here i had a very similar last animal like you did. Oh. So it's kind of basic. And it's only really basic. about the pup. Oh, the pup. So I'm doing That's and funny. talking about the harp seal. So I should just look up the pup, like the baby. Yes. Okay. So this is sometimes known as the Greenland seal. Or as I like to call it, a floofer-doodle, because that's, oh. that's been my name for a harp seal pup, is a floofer-doodle. So when you think or see seal drawings online, a harp seal is probably what people have drawn, because Qbert, our everyone's favorite judgmental seal, is based off of a harp seal pup. So the pups rely on a lanugo coat for the fluffs. That's how they have all these fluffs. And probably about when they're about a teenager, they lose the coat and they just get to like a brownish white color as an adult. And they just become a boring old seal. Oh, no. But the babies are just so cute. So, so they I mainly, go from like fluffy white to just like gray. Well, they don't. They have that color underneath. They just lose the coat. Oh, The coat's no. to keep them warm as a pup so they can grow. And then when they're an adult, they have enough blubber that they don't oh. need the coat. And so what happens is they just lose all their hair, go bald. No. They look, I'm, they, as adults, they look kind of hilarious. They look mm -hmm. like a blub. And, you know, I don't want to be mean to my own pet, but they, the pups remind me of Cinder mm -hmm. because they do the seal thing. Like, this is, mm -hmm. this is the seal I think of when I see Cinder on the ground, like our little roly-poly. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. they just look like floofer-doodle dogs. <laughs> they're like little floof dogs. Yeah, they're very cute. And then they lose their coat and they turn into this like giant walrus thing. So, <laughs> um, anyway, they have Stay large cat-like spherical lens and jet black pupils, allowing them to adjust to the Arctic glare from the sun. Fluffer natter. Through the snow. And they're also known to be very ferocious oh. hunters underwater in the low-light Arctic Ocean. So their, their spherical black lens actually helps them see night vision and it helps them to not be blinded by the, the sun. And they actually are very fast hunters under the sea, too. They spend most of their time in the sea, and only when they rest or mate do they go on land. It's just so adorable. Look how cute they are. Look at that. Look at that. How do you not think that's adorable? It's so cute. So when you think, uh, or I'm sorry, they are of least concern, but. That being said, there's a lot of reportings of hunters killing the babies for their fur because their hunters are like, oh, it's so rare because it's only when they're puppies. So they're trying to go after the puppies, and I think that's disgusting because of how cute and adorable these little guys are. They're just so cute. They're trying their best. It makes me sad when someone's like would kill something like that. Oh, yeah, no. All right, so that's all I have. It's crazy that we had... 
puppies as like the cute thing of the last one. Yeah, that's one. funny. I didn't even like. I thought you were talking about emperor penguins over here. Yeah. But yeah, so. I also wanted to add my dog TT because he's really cute too. He's <laughs> a little fluffer chihuahua, and he's. You just can't get mad at him because he looks at you with those little pupper eyes and he's not even a, a puppy anymore. But mama, I didn't mean to do it. I'm sorry. He always gives you that little look, like, so innocent. All right, so let's ask the audience, uh, who do you think had the cutest animals, me or Kira? We'll leave it to a vote, see who had the cutest, and we'll do a, what the world's fluffiest animals next. Mm-hmm. Not next episode, but we'll do it at a later date. One day. As Cute Animals version two. And we hope you enjoyed uh, our cute, cute, cute animals. Cute paws. Cute paws? They probably have cute paws. If they have paws, then they're cute. The face is cute. I think all of our animals had paws except for three, four of them. That's a lot. Do you have anything else to add to the listeners? I think all animals are cute, and this is just our opinions on what animals are cute. You might think differently, and you might have other animals that you think are cute, or maybe you don't think our animals are cute. It's just our opinion. It's not a. It's not fact. It's just our opinion. Tell us on Instagram or somewhere else. What is your f- cutest, favoritest What is your f- doodle? favorite cute animal? What do you think is the cutest thing? Let us know because I want to see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, and that wraps up our episode. Thank you for listening wherever you are. Have a great time of your day. Bye. Peace out. Clean, green, and mariners.